Hey everyone, this is Kim Chi with Manifest and Thrive with Chi. I have an amazing, special, really dynamic guest with us today, and her name is Mary Hartman. Mary and I used to work together a little over 10 years ago, and she has always been someone who stood out to me as a warrior, if you would, but has a really peaceful way about her. And so I categorize those of us as Buddha warriors. <laughs> and she's just got so many neat things that are in her life that I really felt compelled to see if she could spend some time with us today. So Mary Hartman, that is how I know you. And that's how I see you. How would you describe yourself to others? Thanks, Kim. I really appreciate it. And it was an honor working with you in the past and getting to know you. I always knew we were like kind of like soul sisters. We we both uh, came from a common thread. We both uh, are very strong women and like to uh, empower others, not only just women, but people and souls. So I appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, how would I describe myself? I would describe myself also as a warrior. I describe myself as an influencer, an encourager, an empath, a cheerleader. I was a born cheerleader. I started cheerleading at the age of fourth grade with my cute little outfit. And I've been cheerleading, um, people and companies ever since it's never stopped so okay. amazing I don't think I ever got to see the cheerleader version of you you'll have to post that for us sometimes so we can see <laughs> the cute little young Mary cheering everybody <laughs> on but that scene really hasn't stopped in your life at all and it is a rare combination Mary I too am an empath and I truly love people but a lot of empaths myself included kind of withdrew from letting people in because we just feel so much all the time. So you have to be selective about, you know, how much energy is given away. What I've learned over the years is how to actually just be more protective about my own energy, yet still be able to help others. So at what age did you know, beyond just your, you know, actual cheerleading career, when did you know that this was something that you were wired to do? It started showing up in my my very first career, which as a hairstylist, I got my license as a stylist in 1983, and I learned that I was a therapist uh, and a therapist, and, <laughs> and that I just had a natural ability to listen to people's yeah. stories. I was a great listener, and I didn't know how to life coach at the time. So I was probably giving advice, which in spirituality, it's a natural law not to give advice unless a person is in agreement mm -hmm. to allow you to hire them or they or they want advice. Most people, when they're just, just pouring their souls out to you, they just, they need you to reserve a space for them. And so back to your question, I, I was, gosh, I learned that at age 19, at 19, that I had a calling. That's amazing. You know, that's something very interesting that you brought up. Women, for sure, we just want someone to hear us and actually yes. sit with it for a minute. We're not necessarily looking for someone to solve it. You know, so between men and women, I think that women have that figured out. But you've pointed out that it's all people. Unless that person is literally saying, what do you think? Or what should I do? Or hiring, then it is not a place for you to insert 
what you think they should do. So that's a good top of the mind reminder for me as well. I've always been the person that the friends come to for advice. So that's just kind of a natural back and forth between us because they are actually calling for that. But I haven't ever, you know, hired that out. I haven't ever hired anyone to be a life coach and I haven't ever given my services out for a fee. It's just been through friendships. So life coach for sure, cheerleading. I know you have other businesses. Would you share with us what else is going on in your world? So, you know, I've been a natural entrepreneur. I'll never forget. I think my cousin reminded me my entrepreneur spirit started when, uh, oh gosh, I'm kind of getting... I'm losing my thought for a second. Uh, it was the Jerry Lewis telethon. We were like eight years old. And she said, don't you remember every year you actually collaborated, you ordered the Jerry Lewis telethon oh kit and you created events and your the playground was filled. I mean, you, you organized all of it. And I'm thinking, my gosh, you're right. I, I was that little girl. So I, I, w- I had an entrepreneur spirit. So leading up to the next dot in my life, I, I was very inspired uh, when I got married to create a really beautiful theme. And it was based on scripture, uh, the two shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And I had a vision Basically, my third eye, I had a very profound vision of of seeing a male on one side and a female on another side. And I thought, my goodness, if the mother-child pendant could be popular, why couldn't a beautiful symbol represent romantic love and what scripture says about a man and a woman joining one love? That's what that was what creator gave us is mm-hmm. for us to become one. So at the age of, oh gosh, uh, mid four, no, early 40s, I decided uh, the passion just kept coming into my, my uh, thoughts and downloaded into my, my mind that I needed to create this symbolic image into a, a collection, a jewelry collection. And I knew nothing about the jewelry industry. I re- barely even wore jewelry as, uh, but I knew I had, I was supposed to create this because I heard the message that it, I'm supposed to create this. So I, I went through the entire process. I actually, um, I took my entire 401k, which at the time was a pretty big chunk for me. And I just went on the journey and invested myself in my business. And that's where the symbolic jewelry started was I had a, a desire to bring love into this world. And I, I also at the time was healing from domestic violence and I did not want to be a male hater. I didn't believe just because that one person violated me that we should be angry at all men. So that symbol was very, very important for me to remind people that you can still love after hardship and pain and suffering and and believe in what scripture says and the two shall become one. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with um, 13 pieces on that one collection. I have a complete collection. It originally was called 
the Better Half Collection, and that was during the healing process. As I was in recovery from domestic violence, I wanted men to edify us. But then what happened after I got healed and really solid in myself again, I realized, you know, that's just really not a very good name to call this collection. (laughs) So I ended up calling it universal love. And so it's trademarked, it's, it's stamped, everything's protected on it. And I have this beautiful collection called the universal love. I have the earrings on, I have my necklace on, I have the ear, the ring on. It's a very, very beautiful collection. I'm very proud of that. And then that led into more symbolical symbolic messages which pair with my life coaching so all my messages are related to love healing personal growth and transformation and all my jewelry is related to love healing personal development and transformation so it just kind of pairs beautiful together isn't that amazing how life does that you can feel like there's chaotic things going on but in reality when you step back and look it's all coming together by design you know, and it's it was all being orchestrated. Exactly. Right. And if we just keep listening to the guidance, I call them downloads, Me too. which is your intuition. Instead of us praying and God is actually talking to us, it's our intuition. So it's really beautiful as you start to master your listening skills on God speaking. Yes. It, That's a great way to put it. I don't think I've heard that before, but you know, I... I'm a Christian as well as a spiritual believer and seeker. And sometimes those two worlds don't go together well for some people. They, they find it confusing or conflicting. And I don't at all. I find that it makes perfect sense. But I like how you've described what intuition is. It's God speaking to you. So it's that other direction. It's you know? in the direction. Yeah. Wayne Dyer actually coined that. I can't take that myself. Wayne Dyer used to say, if, if prayer is us, talking to God, intuition is God talking to us. And I just, I resonated with that. I just, I'm actually getting the Holy Spirit chills, just Mm -hmm. confirming that. Yeah, I'm also a believer. And what happened is on my journey, some toxic religious beliefs were getting transferred from my childhood. And I, as I healed some of those beliefs and stories, I'm telling you, my life is transformed so much, just getting rid of the toxic religious piece of it. That is so true. And I think that every true spiritual seeker goes through that. They do come from a belief system. It is. Pardon me. And by the time that you get to the place where you understand that they're not in conflict, there's right. so much healing that's happened and your life just starts to blossom like a flower. And you just hang on for the ride. It's really a really cool place to be. And when I'm working with my clients, I I always say, well, here's your check-in. Are you feeling shameful? Are you feeling guilty? Or are you feeling judged? If you have those, one of those three going on, it's toxic. So I had to do a lot of healing, forgiving, and rewiring to the original teachers mm-hmm. that that I bought into. Okay. So I I, you know, and I don't want to completely get off the beaten pack path. And I don't want to offend any listeners out there that are just absolutely this is the way it is. But I've learned on my journey, I've been completely set free. 
And I, and since then, I just like, I, I just can't even explain all the great things that have happened once you get rid of toxicity and toxic belief system. I liken it to a freeway that was congested and nothing can flow. And so when you get into alignment, and that's what you're describing to me, into a higher belief system, not only that, but frequency and everything resonates correctly, that freeway opens up, which means all of the magical things that life could really be about start to happen without you having to even force them. Whereas in the other state of mind, there is, you said shame, guilt, and what was the third one? Judgment. 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 That now, God is a scary God. Pardon me. Mean, mean, evil God with a big yes. stick and, and watching every move you make and that you're going to be completely judged. And when you come back, there's, we're going to watch this video of all the bad things you've done. <laughs> That's terrible. It's a very long video for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. That was, that's a horrible way. To, and, and then how does anyone even have a relationship with that God? It's because like, for goodness sakes, none of us are perfect. The fear is really what it's based on. And there yeah. is scripture, sadly, that if you read it without reading Hebrew, would tell you that you should fear your God. Okay. What was interesting in my journey in the last two years is, oh, maybe a little bit further back, three years. I was reading so much scripture that I fell into this place of fear. And there's nothing wrong with scripture. It's beautiful. You've mentioned it, that you have a true relationship with the creator. But what I was reading was the translated English version. And what most people don't connect with is unless you are reading it in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, you don't know what it's saying. And that's a little, that's a little shocking. So there are tools out there like Strong's Concordance that would actually translate every single word back to its original text. And then there's apps that do that. I can't take credit for studying Strong's, but I did get the apps where I could actually see the words translated back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the English words with the meanings like shame, guilt, and fear are not in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're not. They're yeah. not. What's that translated into a way for us to understand in a very simple English language, which is not near as complex as those other languages. And it's actually far more beautiful when you know what it really says. Well, and really peel back the onion in your own soul. When you think about it, you're a parent and you're a mother. And when you parent your children, you have the, the entire DNA of God in you that created you. And so as a mother myself, I don't, when I'm parenting my children and that never, that parenting never stops ever, even when they're 80, you never stop parenting your kids. You're, I, I don't judge, I don't guilt and I don't shame. It's just not of me. It doesn't come from me. That was a man-made conditioning that got uh, developed and people that have learned with power and control that they can control people when they have those three beliefs inside of them uh, because people 
get scared. I mean, it's it's very fear-based when you have shame, guilt, judgment. You're like scared to death. Well, what's going to happen to me? So it's a really manipulative way to control human beings. And that's why in my coaching, I it's the first thing we do in our, our session. I say, write those words down. And now after our session, make sure you have a burning ceremony and don't ever allow yourself to have those three words ever in your dictionary of life. That's beautiful. It really is. You said a few words that are part of my language every day, third eye, creator, and intuition. But you've also said scripture, God, and universal love. A lot of people do have a really hard time when their spiritual side starts waking up and they're breaking free from religious, strong religious beliefs. That's not a connection to the creator or source. That's a, that's a belief system that was given to them. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing that when the two can coexist because it is such a great balance to have. I wouldn't say one extreme or the other, but in the middle is a really beautiful way to live. You know that you're not here by accident, that it is all intentional and that you actually are part of creating your life. And not only does that give you some responsibility, but it gives you a ton of freedom. And so you're coaching women. Is it women and men or who are you? uh, About 30% men, you know, a hundred percent men would benefit from it, but they have a little bit of a harder time, whether it's their pride, their ego, or maybe it's just deep conditioning that it's not cool to get help, whatever it is, it is 30% are men and 80, uh, 70% are women. Okay. And what would you tell people if they've been considering doing something like that? I know people are comfortable with therapy, talk therapy, but why should someone hire a life coach? 100% for accountability and a sounding board. When it's like, when you share your story and you agree that you do want feedback and you're open to feedback. It's almost like having somebody mastermind with you, a second mind and getting to hear, hear your frame of thought and hear their frame of thought. Uh, Myself, because I've journeyed with everybody else, I've, I've hit massive rock bottom, like a couple times in my life. And, and because of that, uh, when I've hit rock bottom, it has caused me to get into get on my knees, humble myself, and seek seek God, seek tools, seek spiritual laws, seek elders, seek seek things that are going to help me transform my life. And so I have a tremendous amount of life experience and wisdom because of experiencing stories that my clients are have extort uh have so i have their experiences except i've gotten to the other side yeah that's amazing and i believe that's probably why my friends come to me as well is because there's just been a whole lot of trauma but i've healed and been so blessed to have gone through those i don't look at them like lessons i have a a little bit different belief that this is not our first time here and that when we were home, heaven, we were taking courses. You know, and that's why we say things like, let things run their course. Or the universe, university. You know, this is a classroom, essentially. And we all get to decide how much we participate in that. And then it's really magical again. When you get to the place where you realize, I can actually create a life I love. And so that's what I'm hoping to do for people is show them some 
not only spiritual techniques and ancient wisdom, but practical step-by-step things that they can do. Can you think of, a um, who doesn't have to be a name, but a situation where you had a student that you were life coaching, where they made a significant change and that it stayed So my program is called Simply Shift because we are literally a nanosecond away from being aligned in the the right mindset. So Mm -hmm. when we're living in, let's just call it fixed or victim mindset, uh, you just can't hear spirit, guide, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You just can't hear it because you are, you're separating yourself with Mm -hmm. all that negative frequency, Mm -hmm. but when I get, first of all, I have to help my clients clear. We do a lot of clearing my first couple sessions, two to three sessions. We clear past programming. And then once they start opening up to, to that, then they start leaving my session and having these miraculous changes happening. And so here's an example of one of my clients she was a marketing uh, executive for a company and she was uh, she had been in the corporation for like five years making 45,000. And I always like to just on my own check whatever they're doing. I like to check to see if they're uh, getting paid up worth their value because that's the first thing. I, and so I came back in session and I said, Miss client, I said, I don't know if you know this, but you're getting underpaid $80,000 less than what you should be. And she, she said, no, really? I said, yes. And I sent her like eight different LinkedIn proof mm-hmm. to her that she's doing exactly that and super talented. Well, I worked with her on her self-worth, her self-esteem, her self-image, and it took her about a month to finally shift and realize, and then she put her uh, updated resume in and she quadrupled her income that fast. And guess what happened? The company that she was working for countered her. They, they were underpaying her and they knew it, but they countered it after she got the job with another company. So she ended up staying a little longer, but not much, about six months. And then she went off on her own and, and went to a different company. But that is, that's happening all over the place, all over the place. That is so cool. And I think that money is really one of the hardest things for people to make peace with. I've heard people say, you know, what is your relationship with money? And I mm-hmm. think that that terminology is actually triggers a lot of people to think about relationships with people. I just had a a very good friend of mine and she is also working with a coach right now. And she has struggled with this money piece for so long, never enough. It doesn't love her. It always leaves all of these things. And I just said to my friend, you are not describing money. You're describing your mother. Very good. Dead silence. And she just, you could see in her eyes that it was all clicking like, yes, that relationship with money was actually just a substitute for the lack of a relationship she had with her mother. Exactly. So we could separate the two and then come to terms with money is energy. I call it monergy. It is just energy. It's, energy. it's just a frequency. Yep. It comes and in it and it comes 
out, comes in and comes out all the time. It's like breath. That's right. I say money flows to me and money flows through me. Yep. Money flows to me and through me. When I write out my bills, I actually do, it's not a ceremony per se, but I pick a time to do it. I listen to the frequencies that I like mm-hmm. and I write out the gifts. It is a gift. It is. You are passing it forward. On the other side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Families are are eating and having meals because right. of you making those checks out. Right. So yeah. right on, spot on, great frequency to be aligned with. That That's great that you learned that early on. And then currency, you know, that's why it's called currency because a current flows. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stay in one spot. That's called a pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so money, currency, energy is just energy. And the more that people can get comfortable with that and separate it from being a relationship. Mm-hmm. We have relationships with people. We have identities with other things. Mm-hmm. So I like to help people separate the two so that they can just get like, if I have my lights on, it's not taking away someone else's lights. Yeah. If my health is great, it's not taking away someone else's health. Those are all energy. Right. So putting it into the place that it actually belongs versus having so much mental weight. Exactly. That's that's beautiful, Kim. That's gorgeous. Love it. What other nuggets of wisdom would you want to share with people listening? Well, if uh, if students are seekers and that they haven't studied the universal laws, there are over 25 universal laws and we've never been taught them. We were yeah. taught one as a child. And it was the, called the law of gravity. What yep. goes up must come down. Well, thank you. And who who benefits the most on that are, you know, the astronauts. <laughs> like, what do we need to know that one for? And plastic surgeons. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. So I, in my practice, I don't share all of them to study. Because I'm a mindset coach, I primarily work with these three and it's called the, and they go, they're in order and it's law number one is cause and effect. Law number two is vibrational frequency and law number three is the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. The movie, The Secret only told half truth. It didn't tell the entire process and that's it left a lot of people frustrated with that law. Like why, why is that person manifesting and I'm not, and it it made people really messed up. And I have clients from students of the law of, or the secret and the law of attraction actually pulls the frequency pulls from your subconscious beliefs. So if you're our filled with negative programs from childhood, you have to do a tremendous amount of healing. And I call it uh, the mental enema in my course, because uh, just like when we do a mental cleanse or a, a, a colon cleanse, we and we take vitamins and nutrients, we can absorb the vitamins and nutrients much better. Same with these laws, these universal laws, if you do a mental cleanse and you really cleanse out and you get to the state of a love and healing and forgiveness, that's high frequency in that sub 
conscious mind, right? And when you have high frequency coming from there and you set that intention out to get a new job or uh, attract love into your life, you're clear and you're vibing and you're going to attract exactly that frequency. But if you are setting intention out on love and you just came from from an abusive relationship, you're going to attract another abusive person. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I agree. The movie, The Secret was compelling. I watched it several times and it did leave so many of us just fascinated and curious and eager and then there was the stuck part of how do I do this? Yeah. You know? And so that was what was missing. And I'm sure it was because there's sequels and books and all the other things that come after that initial excitement. But the many people, sadly, like you mentioned, they feel like it might be hocus pocus. Correct. Correct. And it's not. Yeah. And it's not it's at not. all. It's nothing more true than our ability to shape our world. It Correct. really is. It's mind-blowing. Once you start doing it and you see it happen, you do want other people to have it and to be so excited for life. But if they're also cemented in with this witchcraftery doesn't work, or you've got the religious, super you know, narrow box religion going, they also will tell you, you know, oh, no, 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 don't do anything like that. You know, the, without the devil's going to get yeah. devil's going to. <laughs> want you or take you or you're gonna go to hell or like again shame judgment and shame guilt and judgment if if somebody says a statement all you have to do is self-examine did that feel shameful did that feel like somebody's judging me and did that do I feel guilty because of that then you want to really reflect because you either need to Pluck those people out of your garden because it's not healthy yeah. to have have those people pour those beliefs into you because that's going to keep you stuck in life. You're never going to grow. You will not transform your life. You will not become the highest version of yourself with those beliefs inside of you. No, they'll they'll fight to keep you at those lower vibrations or they'll eventually fall away if you have figured out a way to stay elevated. Um you know, one thing I can say for my own experience is before I knew how to manifest, I knew that there was something godly about it. I knew that part. I wasn't afraid of manifesting, maybe a little bit hesitant to share with people what I believed because of that judgment, fear, all of that. But that's gone away. And now I feel like it's a responsibility because, Mary, the very best people I know, the most generous, the most loving, those willing to be a cheerleader, those willing to help, those people who truly have it in their heart to find their gift and give it away are those who are manifesting a beautiful life. You, you cannot get sad enough to make someone else happy. You cannot get poor enough to make someone come out of poverty. And you certainly can't get mean enough to make someone come out of their misery. The only way we do it for each other is to be an example of how a true living testament, because that is the spirit of Jesus. And that's really where he comes back into all of this. What did he constantly do? He just gave himself all of the time. All the time. Yeah, and he was also, by him. the way... He was practicing all the laws. Yes, he he was. was practicing all the laws, prayer and mm -hmm. meditation, all the time. Yeah. It, what you, what I can do, you can do 
as well, Lisa. It's constant. And if you go back in the Bible, it depends on how you want to read it. But I, after I was set free, I, I just, I read it different and I, I see it different and my life transformed. I, you know, I, I manifested my soulmate. I manifested two homes, multiple vehicles. Not that stuff means anything, but in this physical world we live in, it, it kind of does. It's like it, but it also shows that I'm a manifester. Like I hit rock bottom and I came back. <laughs> I'm a Phoenix. I came back. I'm alive. Right. <laughs> yes. Only alive this time. And that's the yes. And you That's know, right. you never think it's far anymore. It doesn't mean that you won't experience hardship, but you see it differently and you feel it differently. And that's the key. Your feelings about everything, like you said, do you feel shame, guilt, or fear? Those feelings are a GPS system of, are you on track or not? Is that statement coming from somebody or something that your mind has generated? Is that actually good for you? Because we're not here to suffer. And I know yep. that- there is no. a belief about that, but that's not why we're here. I don't agree with that belief yeah. at all. I yeah. believe that you can have a heaven on earth. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. And you know, you're, everything you're doing is beautiful. I will link everything for people, how they can find you. Thank you. If they're going to work with you as a coach, Thank how you. long is that usually? So I, I have level one and I have, it's called level two, but it's really level one and two together. So level one is six sessions. I call it kind of like kindergarten through elementary school for personal growth. It's kind of like six strong sessions to teach you the basic fundamentals on spiritual principles and the mind. Because mm-hmm. I use uh, neuroscience a lot. And a lot of people don't even know what neuroscience is or NLP, neurolinguistics linguistic programming. My, most of my course is based on that. Uh, then I also pair it with spirituality, whatever your faith is, we come together. I, I don't disrespect it. I, my faith is Christianity, but I don't disrespect your faith. So that's a little different than some, the way some coaches are. Uh, and my, so my level two is basically level one and two together. So it's 18 sessions. So all my sessions are on zoom. And they get, uh, with level two, they get four workbooks, four modules, a 205-page workbook in 18 sessions and eight videos. Uh, and that is, that's the big kahuna. But then if somebody just wants the basics, they get four workbooks, four modules, and uh, six sessions with me on Zoom. Okay, Beautiful. Well, and my website is www.maryhartman.com. Don't forget the two ends. <laughs> so. no, I will put that on there as well. And um, anything else that you would want to share? No, I just think uh, every single one of us has stories that have defined us and that has uh, either they're helping us or they're hurting us. So it's something if somebody out there is suffering or stuck or repeating pattern. Like I was repeating codependency patterns and they just want to stop the loop. Uh, I'm absolutely the coach for them because this is what I've mastered. I help them really identify where the patterns started and how to heal and 
move forward and really tap into their divine calling and divine purpose. Beautifully said. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your time and wisdom with everybody. Hopefully this will not be the last time, but I will include every contact possible in the notes so that people can find you and they can always reach out to me as well. And I'll forward them. Kim, thank you for the opportunity. This is beautiful. I love getting the message out and you're doing great work. And I appreciate that you've stepped into your calling. So thank you. And namaste to you as well. It took a little while. You know, I wanted to be private and I realized you can't really truly help people who need it. (laughs) You're not willing to talk. (laughs) it's great it's a great name too you're perfect for it so thank Thank you you thanks so much have a beautiful day thank you bye-bye bye